What's up, everybody? You're listening to the one and only T-Mac-inspired podcast. Listen as she sits down with regular people to discuss the ideas, the ideas, the opportunities, the opportunities, and the wealth-building strategies that they're taking advantage of so the rest of us can do the same. Money-making, Mitch. Hey. How you doing? Thanks for having me. I'm doing fantabulous. Fantabulous. Why do they call you money-making, Mitch? I never asked you that. You know, it's it's interesting. So money-making, Mitch, there's a couple of reasons behind that, that name. So money-making, Mitch, so back in high school, back in the day, Oh, I'm, we're already going deep. This is really deep already. <laughs> so this is interesting. So, uh, so really, when I was, my name is Michelle, Michelle Valverne. So my parents are from Haiti, Haitian descent. So Michelle is a French name. And growing up, my people used to make fun of my name. They told me I had a girl's name. They said, oh, you, they said you have a girl's name. They called me Michelle. They made fun of me. They teased me. And then my family and I, we ended up moving to a whole different city because there was some, um, uh, a, a big life um, situation that happened. Basically, long story short, our family was held at, held at gunpoint and we needed to move just for safety reasons because we didn't want people to come, the same people to come back to the house. We ended up moving to a whole different city. And with that, I had the opportunity, I was in sixth, I was in sixth grade at the time, teachers going around the room, asking everyone, you know, their names, trying to pronounce their names. They got to my name, they butchered the name, but the teacher said Mitchell. I said, yeah, that's me. And I took that name Mitchell literally for almost 10 years of my life. Went by the name Mitchell, it's crazy. Went by the name Mitchell. <laughs> Finally, in my adult life, when I got to a little bit more sense, I, you know, I started looking into my name more and I found out the definition of Michelle actually means who is like God. And it, I was just like, why am I over here like playing with my name and allowing other people worrying about what other people think about whether they can pronounce my name correctly or whether it's a girl name or whatever the case is. So that's that part. But with the Mitchell, there's a movie called Pain and Fool and there's the main character in the movies called Money Making Mitch. He was, yes, he was a, he was what they would call a street pharmacist. And he would, he would basically, he would, he, he, he loved money. He loved making money. He was flashy. And, and you know, people in high school used to call me Money Making Mitch. And it was just something that I thought would be interesting to, to carry forward and then give a new definition, a new, a new meaning of Money Making Mitch. So here we are, Money Making Mitch. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that was a journey. You took me on a journey already. Yeah, <laughs> I, was, I was thinking about it. I was just like, oh, that's a good. Yeah, let me, let me give you the whole story because, yeah. yeah. I could, I could have just told you it's from the movie, but there's a there's a reason and kind of like a a journey behind it. But yeah, that's that's where Money Making Mitch came from. Yeah, I, I like I like Money Making Mitch. I like that name. Yeah, I, I like it too. It's fun. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's catchy. It's memorable, and that's 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 what I do. I talk money. I talk money. So, and you do, and you do, and I want to talk about that a little a little bit because you know it's the first of the year. It's tax time. Yes. And um, I know that you are like one of the Atlanta's hottest CPAs. <laughs> yeah. That's what the streets are saying. The streets is talking. 
<laughs> I heard. <laughs> yeah, and I also heard, um, because you know, I like talking money too. I just don't know the tax side, right? But I also heard that there's a lot of different changes in the tax laws this year. There's a couple of changes coming up, yep. A couple of changes. Um, let's talk about that. Let's talk about, I don't want to talk about how you got started in tax business yet. I want to talk about the changes now. What, okay. What's changing? What's going on? Is it because of COVID? Yeah, it's, it's, it's a couple of things. The pandemic has somewhat to do with the part. Some of the changes that are coming up this year is because of COVID, but mostly just because of, yeah, it's mostly because of COVID, um, but more, more positive changes than anything. So one of the more positive changes is that the earned income tax credit has increased. So individuals who qualify for the earned income, uh, sorry, not the earned, the child tax credit has increased. Mm -hmm. So individuals with children, uh, they're able to receive more of a benefit, be able to receive more money back on the things they did last year. Instead of just having you receive it as a, just a lump sum credit, they allowed you to receive that over the year. So that was one change that they, that they did. Uh, another change that they're doing, which they typically do just to adjust for inflation, is they're changing and increasing the standard deduction amounts. Um, so last year, as you can imagine, there was significant inflation. We posted a 6% last year because of all the PPP money and all the trillions and trillions of dollars that was put out there in the economy. So that's changing. But I think even more important that people need to be aware of mm -hmm. uh, is this other this other change that's going to be coming with uh, Joe Biden. So Joe Biden is looking to make some changes to the tax code. He's looking to increase tax revenues to one to, believe, three trillion over the next 10 years or so. The way he's doing that is obviously he's going to tax what he calls the rich. The rich um, in the United States is individuals making more than 400,000. So if you're making more than 400,000, there's going to be some changes. There's going to be increase in the tax rates, so the percentages of taxes are going to go up. He's looking to re re um, eliminate some of the benefits. I think you could appreciate this, but the, there's a uh, there's a strategy in the tax code called the 1031 exchange, where you're able to <laughs> where you're able to go ahead and sell a property for more than what you paid for it. You reinvest it into another property, and then you're able to defer the taxes on that. He's looking to eliminate some of that benefit because he believes that's something that the rich do to uh, avoid taxes. So that's something that he's looking to do. He's also looking to increase the corporate tax rate. So right now it's at a flat 21%. He's looking to increase that up. Um, basically reversing a lot of the changes that Trump put in place when he got into office. So along with some additional changes just to, again, increase that tax revenue and increase the, 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 the revenue for you know, the, the IRS. Wow. I mean, you just gave a whole uh, masterclass on um, 2022 taxes. <laughs> in, what, in what, like two minutes, you just gave a whole masterclass. Oh, wow. I would that's, say, yeah. That. No, I was going to say, yeah, yeah. That's, uh, yeah, the, a, a lot of changes. I, I would say that, again, it hasn't been, it hasn't been finalized yet, but because the House and the Senate are both Democrat. Joe Biden's a Democrat. Chances are it's going to pass. So just making sure that you are up to date, aware, working with the right tax professional to keep you up to date. But yes, uh, that was a quick, super summary of some of the things that are coming up, some of the things that you all need to be aware of. But yes. Oh, wow. Yeah. What about, because, um, you know, 
we're entrepreneurs and you know my audience are entrepreneurs right and a lot of entrepreneurs are afraid to file taxes or when they file them they want to show that they're really not making money like uh, what do you say to people like that i would say the first the first thing that you all need to understand is if you are if you're making by law you are required to report and file your taxes if you're making money right so if you're making any sort of income you need to be doing that that is the rules that's the laws so you shouldn't you should be doing your taxes so that's number one so if, if you're not doing that you're actually breaking the law so just understand that even more importantly there shouldn't be any reason for you to be scared to to file your taxes number one like i said you're required to file your taxes anyways if you're not filing it you don't don't think that you're not going to get caught because the IRS is tracking. They have all these different checks and balances to see where money's flowing and going to. That's why with Cash App and some of these and 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 the, the Venmo, PayPal, and all, and all, all that kind of stuff. Now the IRS is requiring for for these for these uh, entities to go ahead and release like a 1099 for for those individuals using those platforms because they know that a lot of people are trying to use and transfer money there and think they're they're not going to get caught. So. They're recording those things. They're seeing those things. And if there is documents, IRS documents on one side, and there's nothing coming from your side, they're gonna, it's gonna raise a red flag that you could get fines, penalties, even go to jail um, for things like that. So I would say that that's number one. And number two, you shouldn't be afraid of doing taxes. It is, it's one of those things where if you owe taxes, there are ways for you to legally and ethically reduce the tax bill and potentially even be able to reduce it to, to zero, potentially in some instances, right? There's a whole bunch of different tax write-offs, which, which I could talk about later on. But as a business owner, the great thing is that as a business owner and even an investor, especially like real estate investors, the IRS and the tax code favors you all, right? So if you're just a W-2 employee, then you're going to be limited as to what you could deduct. You can basically just do itemized deductions. But if you are a business owner, an investor, the IRS favors you and there's different tax write-offs and tax benefits that you can do. A tax write-off is basically basically reducing your taxable income. So there are things that you're spending money on with your business and then basically shows a smaller profit and then the profit is what they're actually looking at to be able to determine how much you owe in taxes. But yeah, you should not worry about doing taxes. Again, it's, you need to do it and then working with a competent tax professional who can help you save money proactively is gonna be beneficial and then also too, Going back to being able to qualify for for investments and and properties and all that kind of stuff. So <laughs> another thing is like that is something that they're going to ask for, right? Because one, usually people don't like. I mean, people can lie on the taxes, but taxes is basically it's something that you're sending to the government, so they're going to ask for it because it's just like okay, if you're giving this to the government, it must be legit or as as legit as we can get it to. So that's number one, and then number two there is a balance, right? When it comes to being able to write things off, because especially in a year where you're looking to purchase a home or really get into investing, then yeah, showing that you don't have any profit, negative profit, zero, that's gonna make it more difficult for you to get a loan. Cause think about it, you wouldn't wanna give someone money if if if, if they tell you that I, I don't know how to keep my money, right? So it's exactly. the same thing. <laughs> when you're working with these people who you're trying to get a loan from. Now there's 
Now there's specialty loans out there where you can, where they just look at the revenue for the last three months and the, those kind of things, but they usually have higher interest rates, so it's possible. But again, just 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 get you, just get your tax. As Jay Z says, do your taxes. You're hustling backwards. Like <laughs> that's not the work. That's that that's not the way. If you're trying to make money, you're trying to come up. It's not by not doing your taxes. It's about making more money and figuring out ways to to legally and ethically reduce your taxes. Hey, 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 it's your girl T-Mac here. And this week's episode is sponsored by none other than your girl T-Mac. Listen, if you're a female entrepreneur and you are working super hard in your business, you just can't get to the next level. If you're not there, then your business doesn't make money. I am doing a free two-hour workshop. Yeah, free, free two-hour workshop. Um, So what I need you to do is text the words, coach me, Again, coach me to 55444. Jump on my waiting list so I can send you out the dates and all the information for the next upcoming free workshop, okay? All right, let's get to the program. For sure, for sure. I I totally agree with that because um, when I started my entrepreneurial journey 26 years ago, um, I was in the the mindset and the... Say what? Sorry, when you were two. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I was in the mindset and, you know, hustling mindset or whatever. Oh, no, no, no. Don't show. You can't show. You got to don't show that you made this much. Da, 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 da. And I went to purchase a house and they were like, where's your money? I was mm-hmm. like, oh, I made money. I do hair. And da, 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 da. Well, but, uh, the paperwork ain't showing that. It's not right. reflecting that. And I went back to my tax preparer and I was like, what happened? And she was like, well, and I was like, oh, Lord, have mercy. So needless to say, I learned my lesson the hard way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, that's, 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 that, that's the, fortunately, you learn earlier on, but a lot of people learn a lot later in their career. And I, I always say this too, right? And you, you probably, you could appreciate this, this, this same, but you know, when you, when you make money, you pay income tax. When you buy something, you pay sales tax. When you buy property, you pay property tax. When you sell the property for more than what you pay for it, right, you can pay capital gains tax. When you die, you can pay death tax, estate tax, right? Someone's going to pay for it. But you, you, out of all those taxes, that's like 51% of your, your income. So it's literally one of your largest expenses. And people are, tend to avoid it and not want to learn about it, but it's literally the biggest expense that you have. But even bigger than that, right? All those taxes combined, even bigger than that is what I call ignorance tax. Ooh. Yeah, ignorance tax. And ignorance tax is a tax that you pay by not understanding the tax code, by not understanding what you need to be doing, by not filing your taxes, by not having those conversations, again, with a competent tax professional. And it can end up costing you a lot because those fines, those penalties, they add up over years. And it's not a position that you want to be in, right? So uh, unfortunately, the majority of entrepreneurs are overpaying in taxes, meaning that they're paying more taxes than they need to just because they don't have the understanding of the tax code. So I guess to sum it all up, people need to seek out a great CPA, not a good one, a great CPA, because that's the cheat code. That's, that's the cheat code, but even more, there, there's, a, there's another cheat code that I like to share, right? Because the interesting thing is, so I'm a, I'm a CPA, certified public accountant. That is an individual who went to school 
You have to do a bachelor's. To be, you have to be, do a bachelor's to become a CPA. You got to get a master's. You got to pass a four-part exam that has less than fifty percent passing rate. You have to also work under a CPA for two years. Less than one percent of CPAs are black, so it's 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 there's it's 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 not easy, right? But even with CPAs, from my experience, the CPA doesn't teach you how to help entrepreneurs, business owners, investors save money on taxes. Mm. Like a lot of the strategies and a lot of things that I learned, I had to invest like literally hundreds of thousands of dollars going to the top tax professionals, legal professionals in the country learning this information. So I have an acronym that I call the tax elite. All right. So elite is basically an acronym that'll help you identify who you need to work with in order to be able to help you with taxes. Because again, not all CPAs understand taxes. Some CPAs only focus on financial accounting or auditing, which is a whole different type of business and mm-hmm. has nothing to do with taxes. So the first part of that elite is E, so education. Did they go to school for tax and accounting, right? So you have tax preparers, people that you may see like at an H&R Block, Jackson Hugh, and nothing wrong with those companies. But in order to work for those companies, they only require you to be 18 years old and you don't even have to have a GED. Like basically they're saying, we're going to teach you whatever we need to teach you because you're just putting numbers into a software, right? Right. That's what they're doing. Okay. Then, so you want to make sure someone actually wants to school for tax and, tax and accounting. If they did, that's a positive thing. The next one is L, legal representation. So can they represent you in front of the IRS? CPAs can do that. There's something called enrolled agents that can do that as well. So you want to look into that. I, which is important, integrity. So are they following the tax code with integrity, doing things legally and ethically? Another I is intangible. So like, do you do you vibe with the person? Do you have a, a great communication flow with them? Do you like their energy? That's going to be important. T is training. Are they constantly getting trained up, learning about the latest and greatest tax information, keeping up with the tax code to give you the, the latest information because it's always changing and it's hard to keep up with. There's over 70,000 pages in the tax code, right? And then when you include all the things, and that's like back, that number is back like in 2003 when you add in like all the things that Trump added and all the things that Biden's looking to remove and mm-hmm. add all the, like, it's probably like now over like 90,000. So that's T training. So as a CPA, I'm required to take continuous education. And then last but not least, experience. So you want to look at their years of experience, like how long have they been in the game? Uh, I recommend like five to 10 years is like the minimum that you should be looking to work with someone. And also, this is going to be very important for, especially for this community, is like industry experience, right? So do they have specific experience with their industry? You already know the, 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 the taxes and the things that you could do in the beauty industry versus the real estate industry is like night and day. Like there's two different types of write-off, two different types of things going on, two different types of sure. So you want to make sure you work with an individual that has a specific experience with their industry. Mm-hmm. Wow. That, now that's the cheat code right there. <laughs> <laughs> that's the cheat code. And I'll say this too, because I get this, I hear this a lot too. A lot of people are afraid to, to ask these questions, right? They're afraid to, to challenge and press the person that, that's helping them with their taxes. Mm-hmm. You have to understand, like, number one, they're just a human like you. Number two, like, it's serious business. Like, you're dealing with the government. Like, you're, you're basically trusting this individual to tell you the laws and the rules of the government and making sure that they're in compliance and they're doing things the right way. So, again, I would say don't be afraid. Don't be intimidated to ask, you know, those questions that I mentioned. 
and seeing if that person's an actual good fit for you. For sure. I'm, I'm going to tell you that a lot of people don't, they just don't want to talk about taxes. They don't want to talk about uh, money in general. Like, and we all know people on, you know, Instagram is just a big place to just lie. I'm just going to be honest. Like, <laughs> I don't know the, 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 the I don't know the, um, the statistics, like the, the exact numbers, but everybody can't be a millionaire on Instagram. Like, that's just impossible. Uh-huh. And then, so the reason why I'm bringing this up is because when, when people go to do their taxes and then the tax professional will see that the person flossing on Instagram saying they a seven-figure earner, blah, 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 blah. And the person doing their taxes is like, you have nothing. <laughs> I heard, and I'm bringing this up because I'm, I'm, I'm bring it full circle because I heard you say before on an interview, a podcast or a live or something, I heard you say that people need to pay themselves first. Mm. Why do you say that? Yes. So if, if I'm, if in the, in the context that you're sharing, if we're talking about an interview I did with sister circle and they're talking about, the tax refund. And one of the things that I shared, like what should, what should you do if you get receive a tax refund is that say pay yourself first, meaning that you want to save that money is what I meant by that. So in the context of a tax refund. Oh, um, okay. I just yeah, remember yeah. you hearing you say pay yourself first. And I was like, okay, why do you say pay yourself first? Because a lot of people say that, but again, I mean, because I know CPAs and you know they don't tell people's business you know per se but they're like you know everybody that says they're millionaires are not nowhere near it like they have no money like none yeah so and I'm like well aren't they paying themselves first that that's why I'm talking about it like that yeah yeah but but in but in regards to what you're mentioning it is important to go ahead as a business owner and set a budget right because what what can happen is yes you're coming across all this money and a lot of entrepreneurs, because it's the first time them them receive making over six figures or five hundred or a million, whatever the case is. A lot of them are spending it, so it is good to, in that context, go ahead and put money to the side. As a sole proprietorship, you wouldn't necessarily give yourself like a W two, pay yourself a wage. But if you're an S corporation, if your business is set up as an S corporation or a corporation, you're required actually to give yourself a W two wage, like a, what's called a reasonable compensation. So it's going to be based on a whole bunch of factors, but essentially. It is what is reasonable for the type of work that you're doing, the size mm -hmm. of the business, what should you be paying yourself? So yes, you should pay yourself first in that in, in, in that instance. So in both instances, yeah, those are that's what I that's what I mean by paying yourself first. Okay. I know um, you know, a lot of books like Rich Dad, Poor Dad, you know, uh, Think and Grow Rich, uh, Four Hour Work Week, a lot of those um, self-help, you know, business type books. You know, all those authors say, yeah, pay yourself first. But you know what? Uh, what I found is a lot of people don't really know how to do that. Right. And I, it's the financial illiteracy part that, that I think our culture is missing. Yeah. I think more than now, we are making more money than ever. But I still think that that financial literacy part is missing. I'm, I absolutely agree. I think we're we're coming a long way from that. I think fortunately now there are people out there such as yourself, 
and other, you know, well-known people out there that are providing that information, letting our community know. But yes, that that financial literacy piece is 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 a huge gap in our community. And yeah, just understanding like basic principles, like one of the most basic principles is paying yourself first, which is essentially for every dollar that you make, putting aside at least really at least 10%. Um, really you should be putting more, but at the very minimum doing doing 10%. And the hack really in order to do that is making it automated, right? So a lot of times the government figured this out too, like going, bringing it back to taxes. Back in the day, a couple of, I think it could have been maybe a hundred years ago, several years ago, but not too long ago, like you were able to pay your taxes on your own, right? When you, when you made W2H at the end of the year, here's what I owe you for taxes. And the government realized that people weren't paying their taxes, right? Either at the end of the year, they're like, I don't got the money or- Right, right. Because they already spent it all or they, or they just, they, they're just trying to avoid it. So the government's like, okay, we're not playing with y'all anymore. So this is what we're gonna do. When you get paid, we're gonna have it come out automatically from your bank account, right from your paycheck. We're gonna take some from your employer. We're gonna take some from you. Y'all just give it to us up front and we'll, and that's it. And then at the end of the year, we'll square it up. We'll see, see what's what. If we owe you, we'll give you some money back. If you owe us, we'll let you know that as well. So that's what the government does, but we don't, we need to start looking at and doing that for ourselves too, right? Mm understanding like when we when we bring in that money right whatever's left after that paycheck if you're getting paid w-2 wage whatever's left after that paycheck at the very least having it to do an automatic withdrawal from your your check or your either your checking account or your w-2 uh, uh check and having that automatically coming into like a savings account to where you're paying yourself first and then you can focus on paying the bills and all that kind of other stuff too, right? You have to, mm -hmm. there's all these living expenses and responsibilities that you have. But a lot of times, you know, we we spend the money first and then we try to save what's left afterwards. And usually it ends up being nothing, especially now, because, you know, people, you might start using your credit card, then you have, then you're in a deficit, then you need to go try to pay that off. And yeah, so it's, it, it's a mess. A lot. Yeah. It's a lot. And a lot. And a lot of entrepreneurs don't have discipline. They're not disciplined. Mm -mm. I mean, that's what I found, you know, again, being an entrepreneur for 26 years, I found that a lot of entrepreneurs are just not disciplined. They, they, the money, as soon as the money hits their hand, then, you know, it's gone. And it's, that's been one of the most difficult things for me um, because people don't want to talk about it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I can see it happening and I'm like, mm, you know, mm. and then you want, I want to talk about it and people shut down when you talk about money. I don't, I don't understand that. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a sensitive subject. People would rather talk about how much they weigh than how much they make. Like, it's just, it's one of those things where it's just like, it's such a, a sensitive subject. And yeah, I think it's just society, like really. Mm making it a bigger deal than what so it's it's money is definitely a big deal and it's important to understand but there's been like a lot of taboo in society around money and that money's evil and it's dirty and you know it's even with some people too like even if you there's some people who who don't even feel worthy of money right so even if they make a lot mm -hmm. of money they're going to end up spending it quickly because internally they don't even feel worthy of being able to have that actual money Right. So that's where you're seeing a lot of that spending come from. Maybe another part of 
then another part of it is like there's some people who are deprived of money right so they had parents who came from like maybe more of like a poverty mindset always told them no finally get a little bit of money and then they just want to spend 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 i mean it's just so many things especially now too yeah. you're talking about social media and all these fake millionaires right so you think that that's what the world is and you're just like okay i'm only making a thousand dollars a month let me go out let me go ahead and go to dubai because everyone else is going because they're rich and i'm not rich and let me go ahead and you know keeping up with joneses yeah it's 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 so many factors so many factors so many factors let me ask you this when you started you know before you were money making bitch right you know when you you started making money and you know right at the beginning stages of it at what point did you realize wow like i'm on to something like my life is truly changing what what was going on in that that phase yeah, for me, it was interesting. Really, for me, it was when, so I was doing something that a lot of people, this is another thing that people uh, talk down on, on Instagram, is working your job and then also working your business too, right? So a lot mm-hmm. of people they jump out, step out, um, and, you know, it, and go all in, right? And you'll figure it out, right? And it, that didn't work for me. So I tried that. I took their advice. Like, <laughs> I took their advice. Tasha, I mean... I, I was, I had my business, I had my little business and I was making like $2,000 a month. And I was like, oh, I'm lit. I'm ready to, I'm ready to jump out because my, 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 my job is holding me back from really going hard with my business. And next thing you know, I flipped, fell flat on my face and I was like, okay, let me, let me, let me, let me humble myself. Let me go ahead and <laughs> fill out get my job, get me a job and get my job back. Right. Um, but guess what? The, the great thing was, I, and I shifted my mindset about it and I, I, I looked at it as my, my employer is my biggest investor in my business and I'm using this money to go ahead and invest in my business. And I used my, the weekends and after work to really focus and do while everyone the else was happy hours. Yeah. And doing all these other things. I was like, let me focus on the business. I need to focus on the business. So then it was to the point where I like consistently started hitting like you know, ten thousand dollars a month. Started making, had my first six-figure year, and I was like, okay, yeah, I think I, I got this. Now I can step out and, and jump, and then really, because now I have a flow. You know what I mean? And that's when, um, that's when it was actually time for me to jump out and really go hard on my brand. Because by that point, it was just like I was, I was what I was doing. I understood, and I got through the that phase too, right? Because as I was doing it on the side, I went through that phase of like not being all the way disciplined with the money too, right? Thinking that, oh, I made some money and then spending it too. So I was able to get get out get out that phase as well and transition out of that. Cause I think that's something that, again, you, you get money and you're not taxed on it immediately. So you think it's all this money that you really have when it's really like this, cause you gotta give some of it to the government. So that's, that's what it was for me. How about you? Did you have a, did you have a moment or, or, or a time when you were just like? Well, I, I, I'm a little different because I've always, I, I call myself a hybrid because I started, um, I became a nurse in 1994, mm-hmm. 20, 28 years ago, almost 29 years ago. And then um, two years later, I became a hairstylist. So I've always done both. Mm. you know I did hair you know for myself and then you know and then I also 
was a nurse working at a hospital. Right. So I've always done both. Um, it was my adult, you know, life was kind of different in that perspective. Um, if I if I got burnt out from nursing, then I would just like quit my job and just do hair. And then when I would get burnt out from doing hair, I just scale back to like one or two days a week and then I'd go and get a job as a nurse. You know, I would just go back, I would vacillate and go back and forth. So I never really, um, I will say this, um, I made more money doing hair, okay. right? Yeah. Um, that's all I'm gonna say about that part. <laughs> <laughs> I made more money doing hair, but um, having a job as a nurse taught me structure and it taught me about, it really helped my business because it taught me about business, you know, how to delegate, you know, time management, mm -hmm. um, not necessarily money management, but kind of sort of because taxes were taken out. Like you said earlier, um, I had savings, I had money taken out for like a Christmas account, you know, different things like that. And then the biggest thing was I had retirement. My retirement was taken out and um, the, the last hospital I worked for, after five years, you became vested. Mm. So I had that working in my favor. So I kind of, you know, teeter-totter, you know, made a lot of money kind of doing both. You know, nursing, you make a pretty good money, decent money. Sure. Yeah. But I didn't, honestly, that was working for money. <laughs> you know, even doing hair was working for money. I might have been an entrepreneur, but I was working for money being a nurse working for money. I didn't have ownership in anything until I, I retired from nursing in 2018. Mm. My whole mindset about money just totally shifted. I was like, I can't, I'm, I'm tired of going back and forth. I don't want to do hair anymore. I'm tired of standing on my feet and I don't really want to do nursing anymore. You know, I, I've, I've done all I can in that area. I'm, I'm burnt out. So I don't know what I want to do with my life, but I'm tired of like working. And then when I really look back and I peel back the onion, I owned nothing. I, I, 25 years as a nurse, I had owned, I owned nothing when I walked away. Wow. I had some money in my retirement account, right? That was it. So I didn't start making money until I retired. I mean, that's when I started making real money because I put that money to work for me. And I started using my, I started using my, my, my mind and my mouth to make money. Mm. And I know I no longer, I, I haven't worked for money since 2018. It's the most money I've ever made in my life. I love it. That's so good. And what you just shared too, with that, that last piece, you started using your mouth and your mind. And our mentor says that's the highest level of value highest level of value the highest level and hands down and it's and it's and it's amazing because with those two things again it, it's it's interesting how what requires the most out of us physically we get paid for the least the least and it's and it, and it's, it's 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 incredible so no I, I love that and that's that's true and i think a lot of people can resonate and that's a real thing like a lot of people are that's the thing about having a nine to five, nothing wrong with having a nine to five. That's your passion. That's what you want to do. But, you know, put yourself mm -hmm. in a position to where you can own, have some ownership because guess what? You can't pass down that job <laughs> when you pass. Mm -hmm. You can't pass down no. that job if they fire you and let you go. 
You can't just mm-hmm. text me, baby. Say, hey, baby, I'm working at UPS. You know what I mean? Let me go ahead and I work at the post office and let me go ahead and just pass this job on to you. It don't work like yeah, that. I mean, you can give them that watch that they give you after you work 50 years for or something like right. that. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> or you can own your own business, work for a year, and then just buy the watch straight up. Yeah, so. just buy the watch. I mean, you got to work 50 years for it. But yeah, it's, it's I really feel like... Um, and I, and I tell this to my mentees, not even my mentees, but just, you know, people who I talk to, I said, there's, there's five ways or four ways you could become wealthy. Let's talk about wealth, mm-hmm. business, real estate, stocks, if you inherit it, or if you win the lottery. There it is. And that's it. You cannot work your way to wealth. Like you really have to think and grow rich. 100%. Yeah, because again, we're, we're, time is limited. A lot of people value, mm-hmm. and a lot of people think that money is time. And that's mm-hmm. not the case. Time is that, when people say money is time, like time is money, y'all got to, y'all got to twist it, y'all got to backwards because time is infinitely more important than money. And mm-hmm. we're limited in the amount of time that we have. And even going back to these great books that you're talking about, Rich Dad, Poor Dad being one of them, that's when I really had an epiphany on on taxes and then really understanding money that cash flow quadrant talking about the employee the self don't make me shout <laughs> the employee yes. the self-employed the business owner the investor and the people on the right side of the quadrant the business owner and investor makes up what like 80 90 of the wealth in the world pay the least amount of money in taxes and probably spend the least amount of time working because again it's using that that communication and that mind piece to grow and to build. And it's not trading your time for money. Like, again, it's, and, and, and the thing about it is you want to learn how to make money quickly. Our mentor also says this, right? If you make a million dollars, are you rich? Mm-hmm. It depends, right? It depends. It depends. How, it depends on how fast you made it. If, you, if it took you 40 years to make it, then that's $25,000 a year, you're in poverty, right? For sure. If you're doing it 25 years, that's 40,000 a year. Right, you're doing okay, maybe. Hey. But but again, if you're, ma- if you're able to do that in a year, in a month, in a day, like some people that we know, then that's true wealth. So really learning and understanding, like like collapsing time is probably the most important skill to learn. Is like how do I collapse time? And it's again by <clears throat> learning and investing in yourself, right? Investing in that mind and that mind and that mouth. It's it's, it's all important. <laughs> For sure. I, I mean, I, I don't know about you, but my financial life changed, you know, when we got our mentor, when I got our mentor. Mm, yeah. Wow. I did not know that. I, yeah. I mean, I knew how to make money, you know, I knew how to, you know, make six figures in a month, you know, that, that wasn't, I could do that because I was doing that, but to, to do it in a day, it was, mm. it's, it's, you know, that's different. That's different. It is different. Yeah. That's different. I, it, it really, it really shifts. It does something to you, right? It's not even so much what people, what, what the, the mentor, the coach is saying, but it's literally being in an environment that stretches you. I, mm-hmm. I, I remember when I first jumped on one of those office hour calls and people were talking about it, like it was nothing. Like it was, it was like, it was, it was the most, I, my, my, my whole life just, I felt like I came out of the, I felt like I was just in the matrix. I felt like I took the red pill. 
I was like, what is going on? Because all my life, I heard the goal was to make six figures. A year. A year. Or maybe <laughs> if I'm lucky, you know, if, if I play football, if I become a rapper, if I become something, then I can probably make a million dollars a year, maybe. You know what I mean? And to hear that people are doing that. Um, in a day. It, it's, yeah, in, in a day. And then some of them are disappointed, right? Because they're not, some of them are not doing a million dollars in a day. Um, so yeah, those conversations are so important. And that's why I love being in environments and even listening to like podcasts like this, right? Where you're bringing in high level entrepreneurs, people who have had success and you realize like you can relate. Like the, these people are just like me. They have the same struggles, came from the same background, look, have the same complexion <coughs> as us, you know what I mean? And to be able to do it. So it's, 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 I love it. It's inspirational. And, but yeah, that mind piece, that communication piece, it's, it's that's next it. level. It's next level. I take that so seriously. Like I, I value my mind and my communication to the point that's honestly when I, when I really saw the value in that, this is just me personally, when I saw the value in that, that's when I stopped like drinking. Not that I was a big drinker, but I was mm-hmm. like, it's like my, this is like my, this is my vehicle. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, so I try to make sure it's running off uh, at the highest on level. high octane. High octane, right? So I'm putting it, I'm putting it in the water. I'm putting, I'm doing all these different things to make sure I'm running at the highest level. Also making sure that you know, again, uh, I'm being aware of the words that I use as well, right? Because again, our mentor says that the the world views you through the through the way you use communication, right? Mm-hmm. Is the way the world sees you. So being very intentional about your communication and the way you speak is, is extremely important, right? So, I mean, you think about a company like, like Apple, right? Based two to, three, two to three trillion, trillion with a T, like 12 zeros. And it was literally based on Steve Jobs' ability to communicate, you know, be able to communicate. That was it. Idea, right? To this day, he's dead, but people still think about Steve Jobs. Why? Because he communicated this vision and this, this mission and this and and, and 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 a sense of identity for for that company, Elon Musk, Jeff Bezos, all these people. Again, imagination uh, and communication. But here's the thing: you know, a lot of people don't know that Steve Steve Jobs did not invent the Apple computer. Was Steve Wozniak? Or he- yeah, him and um, is it Tim? Is Tim his first? Is that his first name? It was another guy. It was two guys, but it wasn't Steve Jobs. Yeah, I believe it. No, I, 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 I well, actually, I believe. I think I, I think I already knew that as well. Yeah, he, mm-hmm. he just knows how to. He knew how to communicate. The, communicate. He knew. He knew how to communicate it, and because of that, he's the person that's put on the pedestal and recognized yep. the accolades. Because yep. again, that communication was the fuel that allowed the, the business and everything to grow. So yeah. Well, first it was his imagination. Right. How he imagined and envisioned the business, and then he was able to communicate that to the people who do the work, right? right? Exactly. So that was that was a. I mean, it was just a, it's it's an amazing concept when you put it when you tie it into the four uh, levels of value. Yeah, I call them the four. I, I call them the four uh, levels or the four the four M's of value. So that's the way I call it. So the oh, do you? Yeah, that's the way I communicate it. So the first level is manual. So you're using your hands, you're trading your time for money. 
The next level is management where you're managing, overseeing people, right? You could probably, only, that's like middle management, only can make a couple of six figures maybe doing that. And then you have your mouth, right? Where that's the opportunity for you to be able to make multi-millions. That's why you have these actors and all these speakers making millions of dollars because they're using their mouth. And the highest level is the mind, as you mentioned, is being able to use your mind and imagine and create. So it's it's amazing. We come from a creator. So again, and and he and if he can create the world, we can there's I mean there's and, and we are his made in his image and we can create. It's amazing. Anything that's in our mind. Like like we can talk all day long. All day long. Oh, we yeah. gotta wrap it up. Yeah. <laughs> I love talking to you. You know, we don't get to talk much when we're in our, you know, in our meetings because we got to talk at lunch or whatever. But I love our conversations. Um, I love the value that you bring to the world. Like you, you have an awesome gift and you operate in your gift and you 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 hold it to high esteem and it it exudes through your conversation, through your lifestyle, you know, and everything that you do. So I want to say thank you and I honor you for that. Thank you. We need more of you <laughs> for us um, entrepreneurs out here, business owners. But I want you to speak. Um, we're going to close with you. I want you to speak to. I want you to speak to that entrepreneur that they want to give up. They want to give up. They they were in a spot where you were when you said, I got to go back and get this job. I want you to speak to that entrepreneur. What would you tell them today? Yeah, I would I would quote a, a Bible verse that says, in all labor, there is profit. And understanding that what that means to me, and what I believe what the Bible is saying with that is, all work works, meaning that if you are, again, planting those seeds, because sometimes sometimes it takes a, a while for that seed to grow, right? But just understand by planting the seeds, by taking consistent action, by developing yourself, by transforming yourself, you are going to, in due time, it's almost guaranteed for you to be able to reap that harvest. So I would say, don't be afraid of that season. Like we, you know, we have four seasons, same thing happens with business, same thing happens with life. You might be in the season right now where you're just playing seeds. Maybe you're just learning different skills and you're developing on those skills. But you start stacking those skills until one day, you know, you look like an overnight success when it's really like a 10 year, 20 year um, um, success. So I would say don't give up. A lot of the, the most successful people that we know today have achieved a very high level of success in their 50s, 60s, right? I think the average millionaire is 50 something, right? So just understand that, you know, taking the action today, not giving up is, is important, right? So just again, taking that consistent action, planning to see it's gonna happen in due time. I, I, for the longest, I felt like, for me, I kept, I felt like I kept hitting the wall. Like I was literally at my business for years and years, just hitting the wall, hitting the wall, hitting the wall, right? And then one, it was like, literally felt like one, one year, my business completely took off, became the, the top, top, one of the best known black CPAs in the country, making crazy money in the business, helping a whole bunch of people, getting accolades, recognized, 
and all those kind of things. And again, a lot of people just see that that short time period is like, oh wow, he just did overnight, but it was literally just no years of being working, planting those seeds, putting in the work, putting in the time. And then I finally, and it was literally just like me putting deposits into a bank and not being able to withdraw it, right? So allowing that account to accumulate like a retirement account. Mm. And then finally coming to a point where I hit that age or that time period when I could begin, you know, reaping the benefits. So again, just, just I would say keep going, enjoy the process. And yeah, that's, that's, that's what I would share. Oh, that was sweet. Thank you so much. Thank you for coming to talk with me. It's an honor. Thank you. Thank you so much. And yeah, you're, you're, and I want to acknowledge you for creating this platform and giving people an opportunity like myself to be able to share with the community, get the message out there and just, you know, provide another opportunity for people to learn, get inspired and then more, more importantly, take action. So yeah, thank you for, for all you do and what you, what you, what you, what you're creating here. Thank you. How can people find you? Yes, you all can find me on Instagram is where I'm most active. It's at Michelle Valbrun, so M-I-C-H-E-L-B-A-L-B-R-U-N. You can find me there. You can find me on all social media, most social media platforms with the same name. So I use my first, last name pretty much everywhere. So you can find me there. Give a whole bunch of free content as far as taxes are concerned, account, accounting. Also have some courses and products that you all can check out as well going to take you to another level, but yes, I'll definitely feel free to connect with you there. All right, there you have it. Thanks, bro. Thanks, Francis. Appreciate you. Uh-huh. Hey, 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 don't forget to follow me if you're not on all platforms at tmac underscore inspire. All right, see you on the next episode. Bye.